0: Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K-12 through students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years, I saw what worked and what didn't, and there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers, to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Smart Parents, Successful Students podcast. I'm your host Helen Panos, and I am the owner of Dynamis Learning. Um, today, um, as always, we have a guest. Usually, um, once in a while, you'll hear me, but today I brought on uh, somebody that actually works with me. Her name is Destiny Reynolds. Welcome, Destiny, to the show. Hello. <laughs> so I know Destiny. I asked Destiny to come on because she's not only a parent, but she's also a former educator. And so uh, she probably has a a different perspective on um, little kids, especially because she has a six year old herself. And um, she taught in elementary school. Is that right, Destiny?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, For the past six years, I've been K through five.
0: K through five. And did you do um, private or public school?
1: Well, I did, I guess you could say they're public. They were charter schools. Um, So I worked at KSU, well, with KSU, but it was um, Kennesaw Charter Science and Math. Um, And then I went to um, International Charter School of Atlanta over in Roswell. Um, And I've worked in Pickens County at an elementary school and then in Cherokee County as well at an elementary school.
0: Oh, okay. Great. So tell us a little bit about why you became, you decided to become a um, teacher.
1: Yeah. So um, I, even from just like an early age, um, I would always, you know, I was always super inspired by my grandmother because she was actually an educator in Cherokee County schools um, and she retired from Cherokee County schools. Um, with Hickory Flat Elementary. And I would just, whenever we went to her house, I would always play with her teaching supplies. And she bought me a little desk and I would pretend I was a teacher and teach my little, you know, my stuffed animals, um, whatever I was going to teach them. And I would play with my magnetic letters and always make words on her refrigerator and just like all kinds of stuff. And she was kind of just like the inspiration for that. But as I got older, Um, I would babysit, and I tutored a little bit, actually, Um, and then I I was a lifeguard and a camp counselor, and I was just always doing things with kids over the years, and I really kind of made that decision in high school that, yes, I really do want to be a teacher, and I knew that it would be with the little ones just because I, I don't know, I was more connected with the little ones. Maybe it's just my, my tone of voice, or I don't know, but I just, I love the little ones, so I went into teaching and I loved it and I'm just taking a break who knows I may go back <laughs> <laughs> one day right
0: <laughs> who knows that might change too right
1: <laughs> yes, it may it definitely may
0: So, <laughs> uh, um, I know we we're going to talk about you know six-year-olds first graders uh, young kids um, especially you know I see a lot of reading issues and um really that just continues to grow into um we just tutored uh we actually just gave a practice test for ssat to a bunch of kids in a private school and i was speaking with my sat guy actually and he always says this to me that you know a lot of the kids are going stem these days and you mentioned a stem school Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of them are not reading they're not reading they're not Uh, reading for meaning, reading to expand vocabulary. Maybe they're just reading for the fun of it. I kind of get that impression with the child that I'm tutoring right now. He's reading for the fun of it. His mom says he's an avid reader, yet his test scores of vocabulary do not show that. So I know we were talking and your son does a lot of reading. Can Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing as a parent that you could give tips to other parents of Gosh, I don't know. You probably started when he was at least four years old, I would think, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, um, to go all the way back, I started reading to him every night, even when he was only like a year old. Um, basically, when he was able to lay there and and, and be engaged in a story at, at bedtime, um, I would start reading to him every single night. I haven't missed a night since he was probably a year old. Wow. Unless unless he was at grandma and grandpa's house, but they also read to him. I always made sure I said, you know, go read to him every night. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it just, it really is. It's so important to read to your child every night, even if it's, you know, before dinner for 20 minutes or, you know, it doesn't have to be bedtime, but that helped our bedtime routine. So we stuck to that. Um, you know, or having a sibling read to them, or, you know, even if they're just looking at picture books, and and you're explaining the what the pictures are, they're picking up on your vocabulary on and on your words. And that, you know, helps them build their vocabulary and their words and helps them to become articulate. And then, you know, and even with Ian, he started speaking at an early age, and everyone I ran across, they were always like, wow, he's, He's, he's such a good, you know, talker. He talks really well and he uses big, big words. And his first big word was actually. And, mm. <laughs> just, wow, you know, so, um, yeah. But honestly, now that he's six, I have him read to me every night. Um, you know, when we're reading his story, some of them are not his level, but he will pick out, I'll make him pick out the words that he knows. Mm. Um, and of course, they're focusing on sight words in public schools. So um, I'll have him find his sight words in the stories that we read most nights um you know just to have him having that extra practice but also too you know picking up tips and tricks from when I was teaching um you know if they have sight words from their school or books that they're required to bring home um I have him take his sight words and do fun things with them like you know we make flashcards and I'll ask him the words and he'll ask me the words and I'll, you know, go along with it and things like that. And um, I think one of his favorite ones is rainbow writing because he loves to draw and he will take his crayons and use all the colors and and do all the letters of all the sight words and all the colors. Um, And that's kind of a fun one for all the kids at that age because, they get to use crayons.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, also like, you know, clapping out the words and making a song out of the words. And there's just so many different fun ways. And now with our internet, you know, and the resources we have, you can look them up on Pinterest. And there's just so many places and, and resources that you have that you can find to help your help your child pick up on those words and start reading. But really, it just kind of goes back to reading every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes, whatever you can do with them every single day at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is about, it really is about consistency. So yes,
1: yes, every day,
0: uh, I even was talking to this third grader. They're very strong in their math, but they do not know their timetables by heart quickly. Uh-huh. So if I say six times nine, they're taking some time to have to think it out. And I guess they're figuring it out in their head. So I go back to the old fashioned flashcards as well. I mean, those things are amazing because number one, they're going to remind you to do what's boring, which is rote memorization. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of this is sounds boring maybe to your children. But like Destiny said, uh, finding things maybe that are of interest to, to your child is a good place to start so they don't get bored quickly. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Have your children ever test for the gifted program in their public school. Maybe they have and it's been less than two years. In most cases, in Georgia, you cannot test your child again for two years. However, looking at an eligibility form from the prior time they tested is very important. At Dynamis Learning Academy, we do this and are qualified to uh, coach you and instruct you on how to navigate the system, which means your child could possibly be tested again, sooner than you think. Also, if your children are um, looking to get in the gifted program and they did not qualify two years ago, let's say, then they can be tested again. Reach out to us at 770-282-9931 so that we can discuss this possibility and instruct you on how to move forward within the public school. Thank you.
1: Find the topics that interest them, you know, so for Ian, he's all about all the Avengers and Spider-Man and Hulk and, you know, and then of course he loves animals. So anything with animals, he will immediately draw, draw his attention to. Um, so we try to find books that, you know, obviously the Avenger books, I would say, are, are to me, from what I have seen, are older. But um, I'll just get books, you know, even about just like family. He loves books about family and mommy and daddy because he's six, you know. And he just like, I'll just find books that are about animals or about family or about an adventure, you know. And then, of course, he's still, I have a book from when I was younger, my fairy tale book. I still have that. So I read him the fairy tales from when I was little, you know, even just like Snow White and Pinocchio and Robin Hood. He was just reading Robin Hood the other night with my husband. And, you know, he loves all of those movies as well. The movie, the Disney movies. So he's, he's interested in the stories because he's seen the movies now. So Mm. it kind of just kind of goes to, it kind of goes with what they're watching, I guess. If they're watching something on TV, try to find it in a book and have you
0: know and read that to them yeah true you could take it with hey with the worldwide web today let's say they're interested in orchid wells like uh, a couple of my students are up in milton and they actually took a trip and found out where these wells really hang out and it's san juan island it's off the coast of seattle and vancouver and so they took a trip just labor day weekend to go see these orchid wells
1: That's amazing. I would love to take Ian to, like, Africa and just for him to see a real safari and a real, you know, a real, well, I mean, he's seen a lion, but, you know, like, in a different setting, not in a different setting. In the wild. Yeah.
0: More so in the wild. Right.
1: Yeah,
0: so um, that's great because, and then how do you deal with the vocabulary words? Because we're finding um, as kids even get older and SSAT becomes important if they're going to take it for private schools or... SAT or ACT. What we're finding is because there are so many STEM oriented kids, they're not and they may be very smart, 4.0 students 3.9. They do not have a very strong um, vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So how how what are you doing now from this early to help well, them get involved in vocabulary?
1: Well again, I kinda to me it kind of still goes back to to reading to just to just reading all kinds of different different uh topics different different books different stories different genres um and then also we talk with him a lot so he hears our words that we use and he'll say what does that mean you know so we'll explain to him what things mean every time he asks us what a word means we try to explain it to the best of our abilities for his level Um, to make sure he will understand what it is you know and and I really think that that's kind of what's been great working great for us is just talking with him a lot you know we talk about his day and we try to have meaningful conversations and I guess like I said he he just he hears us talking and he always says what does that mean what does that mean And, you know, and then again, with the words and the stories, what does that mean? You know, and so we'll talk about what things mean. But he also has a children's dictionary, um, which is really cool to have. I think everyone should have one Mm -hmm. of those because it's, you know, again, it's a children's dictionary, so he can open it up and look at it all day long if he wants to. Um, So that's really good to have. And then, um, again, everything is so online these days. There are so many online um, uh, children's resources, the websites that they can find and go to um, now that kids, can, that kids can use to look up different vocabulary words if they need help with school. Even, like, the older kids, you know, um, they can just, they can look up a word really fast. And what does this mean? And there you go, you know, so... I I really think that, again, it stems back to talking to your kids, don't have them on, on tablets too much, you know, in, engage with them, read with them, have them read to you, um, and just, you know, keep it, keep it flowing.
0: <laughs> right. And what about writing? Do you want to add mm-hmm. anything about writing that you're doing with them right now? Because I know details are always an issue, especially with boys, but just a yeah. lot of people
1: um so we haven't focused too much on writing but I will say that when he writes his words with the rainbow writing or you know if he writes them on a flashcard, or if he writes them like repetitive if I ask him to write them three times each or something excuse me something like that um you know he'll write his words and but in regards to like detailed writing of course because he's only six in first grade they are I can see they are starting to add in details and they're bringing he's bringing home his passages that he's wrote about whatever topic it might be and I can see where his teacher has said you know um, great detail in this passage or in this story Um, I like your capitalization on this one you know and so I can see that he's practicing that. So that's actually on my list of, of the next kind of the next step to take with him and is to add in more writing because I can see now that they are finally doing that besides just this is a sentence, here's a sentence, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're, kind of, they're kind of moving past that now. So that's actually on my next on my list <laughs> of, yeah. of, of uh, ways to do that with him and I think I might start with again just maybe even incorporating uh him writing two sentences about the story we read or something like that you know incorporating that reading aspect and then having him write two two things about it that are detailed
0: mm-hmm. so you sees the uh connection Mm-hmm. um You said something very important. You said I see they're doing this. So where are you seeing it? In case parents are not aware, and every county is a little different, I understand. But where are you seeing it? And do you look at it every day?
1: Oh well, yeah, that's another important thing. Yes. So when I said where I'm seeing it is um is his school. He, he goes to an elementary school, a public elementary school in our county. Um, and I see it whenever his teacher is sending it home in their take-home folder. So most schools have a take-home folder for each child, um, especially in the younger grades. They have a folder that stays in their backpack, and their teacher normally fills it with their work throughout the week, um, at least at least a couple times a week, if not just on Fridays. Um, and then I look at it every time, every day anyway. I check his folder every single day. To make sure I didn't miss something or there's not an important note or, you know, um, a paper that she sent home she wanted me to see or, you know, something important for the school. But anyway, yeah, I mean, definitely just checking that folder um, every single day to make sure you're not missing anything because teachers normally do send home their work that they're working on throughout the day, all day, every week. Um, that, that is where it's coming from. It's from that take home folder.
0: Right. And a lot of them nowadays, especially as they get older, are definitely sharing that information electronically. So, for instance, that's what we like to, um, you know, uh, basically say that as a tutoring company, we do operate a little differently in that we definitely connect with the teacher. We get permission from the parent to do this, of course, because we can't just reach out to a teacher as an outside company. But we get permission from a teacher from the parent to speak with the teacher And because we're educators, they talk to us differently and um, they also keep us up to date. So if we're tutoring them, we know where their gaps are, their deficiencies are, even behavior issues. I mean, I was, I'm on an elementary one that comes out every Friday and I see where she is and that parent actually wants me tutoring ahead of what he's going to be shown. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: um, and that's because he's so high level. So there's uh, a lot of ways, obviously, that parents can be staying in tune and in touch this day and time versus when I was teaching years ago, that wasn't
1: happening. Right. Yeah. You can definitely communicate um, with your teacher way easier now, your child's teacher way easier now than you used to. And, and, you know, some schools use, I'm sure some people have heard of um, the dojo point system, um, a lot of counties are using that for the younger grades, K through five, um, and you can communicate with your teacher through there uh, every day whenever you want. You just send them a message, and normally they do respond within 24 hours, if not before. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and, and of course, in, in regards to the digital learning aspect, there are Platforms the websites that the counties have incorporated that the children use when they're at home on the digital learning and so you can see that as well if you're if you're sitting near them when they're doing that digital learning you can see what they're doing and you know see their resources that they have as well
0: mm-hmm. yep and using test scores if your child's taking test scores which yours probably will be doing here shortly in second grade <laughs> yeah um and you know Using the data, if you don't know how to use the data, parents, we can help you with that. Um, And we're actually going to be doing a blog about that. So I think data is very important. Yeah, sometimes they overtest kids and I get that. But at the same time, um, I'm able to take a Georgia Milestones and an I-Ready, which are two totally different tests, and still see a child's gaps and and focus in on that and, and really stop the progression of those gaps. In, right in its tracks ahead of time. I'm doing that right now with a fourth grader. So definitely data is to a parent's advantage to use that um, to try to offset any problems that may start occurring. I mean, and things can happen later on, right? They may not be happening in kindergarten or first grade, but they may show up in second or third grade as the content gets a little harder, right?
1: Definitely.
0: I'm, I'm sure you, yeah, you get that being a, a six-year veteran teacher as well.
1: <laughs> yes yes. Um, I will say the content you know from kindergarten and first as soon as you switch over to second, third, especially third because of milestones, um, it gets really intense really quickly and they want those they want the students to be able to write paragraphs and, and multiple of them you know, and, and for the milestones, and it can get intimidating, especially if a student hasn't been, you know, introduced slowly to that over the years, and they haven't been practicing, it can get, you know, pretty intimidating, but um, when I was teaching third grade, you know, I had writing workshops every day in my classroom, and I had time where they, you know, they met with me in groups, and, you know, we worked on paragraphs and things like that, but yeah, it definitely, it definitely changes once you hit that third grade level, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then it just goes uphill from there
1: yeah. <laughs> very mm-hmm. rapidly. <laughs> I have several
0: third graders. I was just telling them that, well, you think it's hard now? Wait till next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Destiny. Anything else you'd like to add uh, as I wrap up this uh, podcast?
1: um no i think i think that's pretty much it other than you know again um just make sure you're constantly reading to your child or having them read to you uh every single day it's the most important thing
0: (laughs) i agree i agree wholeheartedly and that's how they build vocabulary and make sure they are reading to you so you can hear them that way you know as a parent if they have any gaps yeah and then and then ask questions right so you know if they comprehend it
1: right exactly
0: Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Destiny, for your time today. And everyone, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program. Because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.